If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, 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 you guys, and welcome to another week of Dear God, Are We There Yet? Are we? Are, are we there yet? So in today's episode, we have something really, really special in store for you. My love, my life, she's actually on my call today as a guest. But before we get into that, the call, I want to let you know, thank you guys for everybody for tuning in. Please, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at hello at yourgodarewetheryet.com. Also, two things I want to kind of tell you before we start our call today. I had a really awesome conversation with friends this weekend, and uh, they kind of told me about mindvalley.com. So I want to give you guys the opportunity to check it out. Thank you for uh, letting me know, Claudia. Um, That's awesome. Mindvalley.com. Check it out. I just actually had a sneak peek of it, and there's a lot of good stuff on there um, that has to do with, like, your mind, your spirit, um, goals, just all kinds of different things about self-help. So you might want to check it out. And also I want to give a shout-out to thedatingdivas.com. I really, 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 really love this website because they have so many things. So if you have a love, you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, if you're married, check them out because they have really, really cool stuff. And I'm not getting paid to say any of this. These are just things that I like to share with you guys on the podcast. But let's get started. So, caller, hello, babe. Hey. Hi. (laughs) So, so we're going to do something a little bit different today because I've actually been researching and seeing, like, what couples, they, like, ask each other certain questions. I know people do this on YouTube all the time. Um, So, I kind of wanted to do uh, the show a little bit different today where it's going to be kind of like a... Q&A. You guys can get to know me a little bit. And also, it's good to spark conversation um, of all different types of things. So, well, possibly, I got a list of questions. So, I don't know how many we're going to get to, but they have really, really good things. So, I'm going to ask you a question, babe, and then you, and then I'm going to um, answer as well. So, you can tell me your answer, and then we can kind of have a dialogue about it. Ready? Okay. Go ahead. All right. Cool. All right. So, Number one, it says, what's something you're glad you'll never have to do again? Uh, probably, probably speak on another podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because this is very nerve-wracking for me, and you know this because of my little anxiety that I get, but maybe this is just the <laughs> beginning to something different. See? Okay, Random, so right? <laughs> You didn't expect that answer, did you? (laughs) No. Okay, so something you're glad you'll never have to do again. (laughs) Jesus, this is hard, though. No, okay. Uh, Oh, because you're answering the question as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm answering too. Okay. Um, I don't even know, man. How about the house buying process? Oh my God. Oh my God. You know what? I was actually thinking of that and I had something else on my mind, but yes, I will never, I'll be so glad I will never want to do it. And for people listening on the show, if you've never bought a home or you've never, and you'll probably be like, amen to this because that process, no one can, 
nothing online can tell you what to expect. So yeah, I have to agree with you. Okay. What was the other one you were going to say? Oh, I was going to say not having to go through like chemo again. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's actually very serious. I wouldn't want to go through that Um, again either. I, I mean, I did like the part that, well, I don't know. I didn't like any other parts. Let me stop lying. Um, but yeah, so that's the first thing that popped in my mind. But then I thought about the house too, because it was like constant stress. All right. So let me see what the other one juicy one is. Okay. Um, okay. What? Wait, what? No, not that one. Hold on. Um, ooh, what should a healthy relationship provide for the people in it? Hmm. What should it provide? Mm-hmm. For the people in it. Like what is it what does a healthy relationship consist of in my terms? Well, yeah, I mean I, it says here what should a healthy relationship provide for the people in it. So I guess like what should both people do to make it, to uh, make it healthy? To, to make it healthy? Mm-hmm. Well, they should definitely be supportive of each other mm-hmm. and each other's dream. Um mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't know. See, it's because I'm on the spot. I really, I'm it's blanked okay. out. It's okay. Um, okay, so like the first thing that came, I guess, to my <laughs> mind is <laughs> it's okay, baby. You didn't believe me. You didn't believe me when I told you that I get stage fright and I have nothing to say. But when stage I get off of this, fright. I guaranteed <laughs> I can answer all the questions. And this is real. Everybody's going to get to hear my stage it fright. Is. Well, there we go. But you're not even on stage. You're on the phone. They can't even see you. Okay, so let me see. What else can a healthy relationship provide? Oh, what I'm can we do for love. each other? Yeah. I'm oh, yeah, love, love, of course. Yeah. What else? Um, what else would you say? I The one, like, the number one thing I know I need to work on is communication, and I think that's important in a healthy relationship, like, because they, you know, everyone has different needs. And yeah, communications, like, love, mm-hmm. uh, support. Um, of course, you know, keep things, keep things not spicy. I wouldn't say spicy, but keep things going or flowing. Keep things flowing, like you know, maybe going. Uh, romantic romanticism. You know, mm-hmm. write each other letters every day or every other day. Um, express how you feel to each other, whether it's good or bad. Um, mm-hmm. be real yeah. with each other as much as you possibly could. Um, I mean, there's many things that, you know, yeah, one and, can do to keep a relationship pick, healthy. And I want to piggyback what you just said about, you know, keeping it like interesting romanticism. If, and if you guys haven't done the four love languages or personalities test, we did it this weekend with our, our friends and it was so cool because you have to constantly take this. I know like when Lucy and I first met, we took it and then we took it again. And I don't think it's changed a little, it hasn't changed, dr- dr- you know, dramatically, but it definitely has changed. Just a little and bit, then seeing right? our friends, Yeah, just a little bit. And I'm seeing our friends and then aren't, weren't we surprised? Like, weren't you surprised? And they were surprised. They're like, oh my God, this is true. Um, so I would say you guys check them out, the four love languages. <clears throat> See what your love language is. Because we usually, um, what was it I was going to say that, like, we give, we usually do what we like, right? Instead right. of what the yeah. other person likes. 
So that way, if you know what your partner likes, then you can really um, kind of meet to, you know, make them happy per se or, or try to, you know, meet them halfway. Um, yeah, meet them halfway and also, um, what? No, no, no. You're done ahead, with that question? No. I'm no, meet them, meet, them half, meet them halfway, but also keep in mind that um, you can't make someone or mold someone into your personality. You just have to accept the other person as they are and not try to change them. I think that that really keeps the relationship healthy. Once you start removing pieces and bits of the other person, just because, you know, you want a different communication style or you see things differently or you see things as you would want to be treated or done. It doesn't mean it's incorrect or correct, but try not to remove so much from the other being because then that will call, you know, it'll cause conflict and, and resentment. And, you know, I, I think that to keep a relationship, relationship healthy is just being accepting of each other, just mm-hmm. the way we are. Yeah, that's true. And growing in that acceptance too. And it's it's easier said than done because even us, you know, we like to keep it real. So it's a good thing for us to talk about it on the show too. You and I get along very well. We're opposites. We're complete extremes. You're, you're hyper. I'm calm. You do better in uh, fast paced situations and, uh, you know, light thunder and the earth and all kinds of ideas come to me when I'm by myself and in stillness. But it's all it's good that we always, you know, meet in the middle and mm-hmm. it's about not be hypocrites and say that we never fight because, you know, we have bigger yeah. here and there. We work together. Mm-hmm. We live together. So um, mm-hmm. I also want to make, you know, I know this is off the question, but also and off the answer. We It's good to also because we just got together with our friends this weekend. It's good to just share with people what Mm -hmm. you're going through in a relationship so you feel a little bit more normal and say oh yeah well just after one argument or one bicker you know one little piece of bickering you want to leave and you know divorce or whatever just because it's actually a very human thing to do you know Mm -hmm. well that's why I mean that is why divorce rate is so high mommy said that the other like a long time she always says she's like she said, don't give up. So high. Well, yeah, she said, go, don't give up. But we live in a time where instant gratification, meaning like people want, you know, something that's not. And that's why there's divorce because they like give up. That's it. They're just like, well, that's it. I'm done and through over with blah, blah, blah. Like, because they see that, that the grass is greener. They think that they think the grass is greener on the they other side. It. They think that. They think that they're going to find someone better and someone that's going to get everything that they're doing. And, you know, whatever your current partner's not giving to you, that that person that you have in mind is going to give it to you. And in reality, it's, love goes through phases, you know? You, you, mm-hmm. you get the butterflies and then you want to get married. And then it's still wonderful, but it's just people really have the wrong idea of what a relationship consists of. I think it definitely consists of, like you said in the beginning, love, you know, support. And, um, not thinking perfection because you know, me, I thought that everything had to be perfect. And one day you told me, well, Mm -hmm. it's not perfection. It's just working together as a team and I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing and you know, you are too. And that's just how, but you're an INTJ too. (laughs) Yeah. I am an INTJ and you're a what, what are you? I'm an ENTJ. (laughs) 
Right. You are a bossy person. You are a CEO, naturally. You like to tell people what to do. And I like to conquer the world incognito. And you like to conquer the world, you know, out in the open. But I also don't want to feed into too much that I am an INTJ, which, and you are an ENTJ, because I feel like when we start, as I told you, Claudia and Lisa, when we were all talking that when we start feeding into certain things, it's just like the energy stuff we talk about. We start seeing, we start sticking to these labels like, Oh, well the we start giving excuses to why we're behaving the way we're behaving Mm -hmm. instead of actually trying to, we don't because then we have, we go back to, Oh, I am an INTJ or you are an ENTJ and that's not, that's where I, I know where you're coming from, but I just don't feel like, I, I, I per se want to keep following that route because then I don't feel like I'm going to get anything accomplished as far as, um, changing a little bit yeah, for the better. The same thing with like horse. Yeah. The same thing with horoscopes too, you know, like I know I'm yeah, it's true. and I know there ha- I have a lot of things from it, but sometimes I don't. And what, for free, some of you that are listening that, that may not know me, I am a extrovert but I'm very much also an introvert so that's called a what was that you said a, um M, M, an ambivert an ambivert so it's like yeah so because sometimes I really like my the, my friends that know me like I really like to be at home sometimes I'm the, if I'm not out out like doing something I like to be I guess you're well-rounded with people I am well-rounded yes but um, but I do have my. I am not well rounded, and we all know this. Everybody that's listening to this and knows me, they know. I cannot lie. I am not well rounded. I am extremely extremely introverted. But the people that truly know me and love me, I absolutely. I'm telling you now, I love you, and thank you for being you know patient with me. And sometimes I kind of beat myself up because it's so hard for me to. Um, I would say just. I mean, it's not hard for me to tell you how I'm feeling, but it's hard for me mm-hmm. to, um, how would you say it, babe? It's hard for me to what? You actually observe me on a daily basis. Like, I don't know if it's let go. Let me let go because you do let go. Because I see you with strangers and I'm just like, girl, you come on. Why are you talking so much? Yeah, because I don't ever have to see them again. Because I don't ever I have to see them again, so it's that. easier. But I never huh? understood that. Like, I never understood that with, like, because they're strangers, so I guess because you don't have to see them again, you kiki kiki. You'd be there for hours if you could, just like a kiki kiki. But then it's someone that you probably see once or twice. You don't you you freeze or you're not shy. I mean, it's not shy because you're never no shy. because my no because I mean. Of course, you know, this is what happens. We have, a, you know, you about the surprise. You know, my friends call Alicia and say, hey, I'm going to surprise Lucy. You know, and it's my initial reaction that scares me. It's not that I don't love my friends or that I don't love the people. Because I'm, I'm not afraid that once you catch me in the moment to speak and, you know, um, you know, share, I love it it's because different. I absolutely open yeah. up. Right. I just can't explain why I do better in secluded environment where I'm able to just get lost in my mind and, you know, create more. I, I, I don't even know what it is, but that's why I actually, you uh, But know. you know, but you know what? I think it's the focal thing. Like, I think it it has to do with I, right theirs. Because I, re- I see it when, like, when mom was, when, when I'm over your mom's house and there's, like, mom talk, talking, people, everybody talking, like, blah, blah, blah. you're like your mom, too. You, you like, 
you can hone in on one or two people talking at the same time. But when there's too many people, you get like overwhelmed because you're just like, yeah, I really want to listen to you, but I really can't listen to you because you just talking and now you're, you know what? And I think it's a focal thing. It, it is a focal thing. And it also is where I like to give my undivided attention to not only people, but everything that I focus on. I like to give my all to that one thing. That's why I do more. I do better. Like if you talk to my, our, you know, my friends, our friends. That's why they love me so much and I love them because when I do hang out with them, it's one-on-one because I like to focus on them and them only. So um, very few, um, very few um, times we get together, but the times that we do, it's just amazing. It's priceless, but it is what it is. Like we said, we can't put names to it. That's just how we are Mm -hmm. and... um, Maybe we could just practice on making things a little bit better where we not, I I wouldn't say it's a weakness, but I would just say it's things that kind of hold us back on certain aspects of our life. But you know what? I don't think it that is. I think when people can give you the end of out of attention, that makes people feel so good because in this world, we don't have that. There's so many distractions, so many things that like, remember when we go out to eat sometimes or we go out and you, you tell me, you're like, look, 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 look. And I look, and the little girl, like the mom, she's not even giving the little girl no attention, like because she got her phone or she's like, and the little girl's like, you know. I know, like I'm really bad at that, that, at attention. pointing fingers, and I'm extremely well, judgmental. No, not like that, not like that. But it's true, you catch it because you see it. Me, I just be like, da da da. But then when you look at the little girl, you're like, oh, why come on, been playing with her? Like she wants to play, you know? And I think that's yeah. why, back to the relationship part. That's probably why a lot of people, like my mom was saying, that they just give up and they just hide and threw it over it because it's that attention thing. You know, what people, we all want um, people to give us our undivided attention, even if it's for a split second. So the fact that you do that naturally just in a regular conversation or with like, uh, you know, even strangers that you meet anywhere, that makes them feel good because they're like, damn, this person is actually in the moment. They really want to hear what I'm saying. Like, you want to hear my opinion? Really? You want to hear my opinion? Like, a lot of people don't have that. So, I mean, yeah, there's we don't nothing like it as much. Yeah, there's nothing like ha- there's nothing like undivided attention and focusing on just certain subjects that are really special and you know, to me, I guess I do become a people person when I do uh, the actual moment, like in the moment, like, you know, where I don't have to look at my phone every five minutes. I actually don't even look at my phone period throughout the day, but look mm-hmm. at my phone no, that's while I'm sharing a moment with, you know, with you or my friends or, you know, or with a stranger, because that's, mm-hmm. that's why I get upset when we're out and we see parents, you know, they say, they spend more time taking pictures of the actual child and the, what, what the child's doing versus actually putting the phone down and, and, and taking the pictures mentally because that moment's going to be gone. So yeah, I don't know. You know, when like we have were, our kids, I'm going to be snapping away because I see now why. Oh, yeah, I don't mind if you snap away. You do what you do. I don't mind if we snap away. We're both going to be snapping away. But also we have to remember, you know, to snap away yeah, mentally. Moment mentally snap away mentally because those memories will never be erased no and but not only that the moments that we're in right now it's done just like i was telling everybody about anthony like he was just when he he was just born the other day and now we we just went to this one-year-old party like 
I look at him and I tell him staring. I'm like, when did you become one already? Like, when did that happen? Why did it happen? For me, I thought that you're a baby for a long time. And now I feel like it's just gone and over. That's it. You're done. So Yeah, just know, like but... life, everything. Even, uh, even us as adults, you know, when you start, not even a baby, when you're already in your mid-30s yeah. and you're getting closer to your 40s, like then you just blink your eyes and you're like near the 60s. And mm-hmm. we are at fault for, you know, as humans in general, where we just really, really need to just, really focus and it's easier said than done we always say well i'm not going to get mad today i'm not going to argue today i'm going to be better with alicia today i'm not going to be so sensitive today and and literally two minutes after i say that i start getting upset about something stupid that you know we waste 20 minutes bickering about and then i feel you know and it and it sucks but that's that's just humanity that's how we are we are imperfect but we should try to make it as as best you know we should try to make it as good as we can while we're here because yeah I do believe in reincarnation but I'm not so sure if it's gonna take me eons or just lifetimes again to see you again or see my friends again or even come into the same family so it's like we know this we tell each other this we know right from wrong but like amnesia we forget and i don't know what particle in our body yeah i don't know what particle in our body just rewinds everything like a movie and it brings you back to the same step over and over again maybe maybe we're going too fast as humans maybe Maybe that could be it. But with that said, be. I want to, because we're on the same topic as my next question, the next question is, do you believe everything happens for a reason or do we just find reasons after things happen? I believe both. Um, the reason why I believe both is because there has been times in hindsight, that's why I love hindsight, when you when you see things mm-hmm. in that perspective in hindsight you can see a certain pattern or certain like dots like connecting the dots mm-hmm. where you started from dot 1 to dot 20 you can see the story in complete flow as to oh wow that's why that happened you know like our journey where you know i moved from florida then i met you in Cal- you know i moved um, we moved to California and then from California, mm-hmm. we did the RV thing. And then you see that, that's what I'm saying. You see things in hindsight, yeah. how our RV oh broke down God. in Tennessee. Yeah. And then we end up buying this awesome, you know, place in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, Oh wow, I see that that happened for a reason. Just like many things with fibromyalgia and your cancer. And mm-hmm. you see why we go through the struggles that we go through. But then the only reason, the other reason why I don't believe everything happens for a reason is, the explanation as to the mother giving birth to a child and that child dying mm-hmm. or, you know, just some really amazing person that did nothing but good in their life. And they walk out and get hit by a car or something tragic oh happens to me. I don't believe, I don't want to believe that there's a reason for that. So that, if mm-hmm. that answers the question, that's where I believe yes and no. Yeah. I have to agree with you. I think I had a big, I I have to agree with you. I really do. I believe that there are some things that are, you know, reoccurrences in our life that I would say that they, yes, everything happens for a reason. Like this is the reason why. Like the synchronicity, you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. You're just like, I see how this is all working out to play. And that's how, you know, like just trust the process, trust the process. 
But then there are things of life, just like you said, you know, there are tragedies that make you wonder things that happen that make you wonder about the insane and evil we have in this world. Oh, I don't even know what it is. Is it reasons or are they bad choices or bad timing? That that could be, that's why it says, or do we just find reasons after things happen? I mean, it could, everything you, you said before about, um, I know you were talking about this before where it says that we have choices, we have decisions that we make. And if you open the door to decision one and you open the door to decision two, that's the choice, the choice you made. You subconsciously might not know flat line what is the right choice or wrong choice, but you might, you will know a, some sort of um, outcome that, that could happen, right? So it may be, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry, no, I was going to say like, Right? Like, let's say you decide to buy a gun and keep it in your house, right? So the decision of you buying a gun, let's say you have a child, the decision of you buying the gun, if you make that decision, A, nothing could happen, or B, your child can find it and then they shoot and whatever, and an accident happens. That was a decision you made, regardless of what it is, and you know that there's two outcomes, Right. So that's right. the part where I get a little confused. Like, okay, even if we make a decision, we feel like at that time the decision is like, yes, this decision works for me in my life right now. But it's like, are we just trying to make these decisions to kind of mold our future, like predict our future? I'm, or I or it could be we don't we don't know because we can't. I mean, I don't I don't know if we can see in the future or not, but I know that. Sometimes, too, you ask yourself, you have A, choice A and B. If you choose A and B, you don't, I mean, you may end up with the same outcome, too. Like some people, you know, some people end up having a different outcome. It's like if you take this road to get to that destination, but you have road A and B, are they going to take you on a completely different route or is it just going to give you a longer route and you're still going to end up in the same destination? So that's the question. That's the question that I ask all yeah. the time you know yeah yeah that's true because you could take two different roads and still lead you, you can and the same destination and and you could still end the destination just like the kid a that, long detour you know, grew up in a exactly like he grew up in the wrong neighborhood but he just keeps trying he kept striving kept striving and look he works in senate or something in the you know u.s senate while another guy just got everything like i see what you mean that is very true you can take two completely different paths and then it's whoever decides to take those choices that they know that they'll be conscious that is this going to get me to the end path. I think that like also we make choices or we do things, bad choices, and then something happens and we're just like, well, the reason why that happened was because of this, this, and that. And it's like, are we really trying to make, does that make sense? Like, you know how we just try to make something right of it? Well, like I didn't pass that test. Well, because the teacher, you know, didn't give me this. Then you know what I mean? Like we don't take personal right, accountability. Yeah, yeah. We take and then we wanna blame the world or we wanna blame politics, something that we I mean, don't get me started on that, but we wanna blame something entirely big that it's like you still have control indirectly with your life. But um so yeah, I guess we're on the same page with that when it comes to that. I know you'll love this next question. Um, is, <laughs> I may not though. <laughs> is social media bringing us closer or making everyone more isolated and alone? Um, I would say it is 
Well, you already know me. I hate, I hate, hate, hate social media. Um, I actually like what I put up sometimes and what other people put up that they use it for positivity. I do like it for that. But I also, mm-hmm. I also feel like, okay, you can be used, you can use social media to be positive And as a platform, as we discussed, as you always try to convince me, that we can use these platforms to touch individuals and reach millions in a positive way. Yes, I agree with you, Mm -hmm. but I would say what is the amount of time that, that, that people choose to use these, these social platforms? Like you could be a positive person and do all these awesome things on these platforms and on social media, but you also, let's say you have a family, right? That's also waiting for you. Mm-hmm. You could be doing awesome things on one end, but it's going to be, it's going to distant you or make you, uh, it makes you, it's like the separation of families start from that, you know, from people being on their phone, goddamn phones all day. It's like sometimes like, cause you know, we both had like a little social media detox. And, mm-hmm. um, when I went back on there, it's almost like, damn, you see the same ass people on there all day. Like that green light thing. So, I mean, I, and I'm not, yes, I am being a hypocrite to a certain extent because I, in my past, I have done it. Mm-hmm. But then as you realize, okay, you know what? Let me start living my life more. Let me start touching the grass. Let me actually call my friend and say, Hey, you want to actually do this instead of taking pictures and posting mm-hmm. it? I feel like I'm veering off the question, but. No, you're I not. feel you're like you you're not you're 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 on the question. I just feel like you know, I think it could be you I as everything in life, moderation. Everything in moderation. moderation. If you like okay, I just got back on Instagram and face and Facebook. Actually, I checked it I checked it once really quick. I'll check it twice, but it's not like I have to be on there scrolling to see what, you know, uh, Dick and Sally are doing because I want to see what they're doing. And then some, yeah. Or Charlie, like Dominicans say, but yeah, because you know, people actually spend their hours, I mean, hours on social media. So I think that that's the destructive part where they neglect themselves, one, two, their family and three real life, because people are only giving you what is expected. Huh? Mm-hmm. Snippets. It's kind of like a, yeah, they're giving you snippets, but they're not actually talking about the really grimy things, you know, that are going on. Or mm-hmm. hey, I'm having this issue. Like people don't talk about things like that because everything is like everything has to be perfection, you know. And, and uh, there is no such thing as perfection. And yeah, no, I mean, so. and there's so much. I don't know. To me, I I don't I don't even know how to answer that question. I I to be honest with you, my first instinct was to answer that is actually destroying everything. It's making us turn into robots. And, you know, yeah, you can put in all, you can put in all this positive information online and all that stuff, but I feel like real deal connections are made in person, you know, where you can actually, you know, just move someone by actually saying, Hey, you know, can I help you? Or can I go grocery shopping for the lady, you know, the lady across the street or, so mm-hmm. it just depends on how you use it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's use, how you use a platform. So people know as well that I was, I, I was in social media rehab, which I absolutely love because I was an addict. And um, we all were so to we're, a certain extent. We, we, all, we, are, we all are in a certain extent. And we, ha- we have our addictions and everything and anything. 
But I have two things about this, about um, the whole social media thing. Yes, I strongly believe that there are great people out there that really use it for power, like the acknowledgement of um, awareness of certain, bringing awareness of certain countries or certain things, even, even if it's fake, I guess, even though it's bad. Um, but um, they're all good, and they use it for, for, for that. But I do feel that, that social media is making, um, it, it is making us a, how can I say it? Um, what was the question? I'm trying to go back to the question. More it's, um, it, it's, up, it's isolated alone. And actually, and I alone. even, I didn't even answer that one there. But I was just talking about like the separation is causing between families. Because mm-hmm. you see, you can hang out with your friends and, and you, and it is, it, I'm going to be honest with you, it's actually is destroying because if you can see, like, I will guarantee this is something that you should start taking note of. Every time we go out, look at count on count on paper on your fingers or mentally when we go out or when we do things with our friends, who is on their phone? How long are on their, are on the, you know, how long are they being on their phone and calculate that. And you tell me what you personally think what social media is mm-hmm. doing. You can't be hanging out with your friends and be taking a million pictures while you guys are hanging out and posting them and then trying to see how many likes and reactions. Like to me, that is not actually quality or authentic. I think that that actually makes it fake and it separates you from actually spending time with what's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's the part with the isolated and alone that I like, I guess the more that I learn, the more I read, the more I observe about certain things. Um, I feel as if that people don't know how to interact in front of people anymore. I feel that people have to, their self-esteem, like I feel like in a way it's driving depression. It's it's driving a certain type of depression, a certain type of mental illness, a certain type of addiction, a certain type of whatever. I remember the days of Tumblr, for all my listeners listening about, I love Tumblr. It was like, it was a blog and you can read blogs. That's blogs, podcasts. I love them. You can read people's stories and see them. And even YouTube sometimes. I know people share their stuff, but there's a lot of things on YouTube that people can use that platform to kind of share and, and be, you know, and share their stuff. But the fact that some things on social media, and we were talking about this weekend, you know, our friends were saying, you know, they don't, it, they, it doesn't do them right. They unfollow. They don't want to, they don't want nobody seeing any, but anything on their, on their feed that's going to be negative. And the thing is like, all of this is, the social media was created for a purpose. And then it just automatically changed its purpose based on the demand of how, how the psychology well, of humans were changing. Well, actually, the people, babe, sorry, I always interrupt you. Actually, the people who, the people, actually, the people who created these social platforms will straight up tell you, I mean, you could see it, it's on YouTube and everywhere. No, it's not private. They will tell you that they knew that all these apps and all these gadgets and gadgets that they were creating they knew for a fact because they studied the human brain that they will, it will cause addiction. They knew where it was heading. They did yeah. it for so mm-hmm. many reasons, for privacy reasons, because they, they, they're invading our homes with all these like mics and, you know, don't get me started on this because everybody knows how I, it's like the same thing I always bitch about. You know, we all know what these things are doing to us. And if we want to walk around and act stupid and pretend that this is not happening, it's already done. 
I don't even know if there's even hope uh, to go back. But I hope that my hope is for children, you know, maybe, you know, like creating programs where we can actually physically interact with children, you know, and try to mm-hmm. teach them, you know, not to be on social media all day and be and and because the generation that um, is leading our future is I'm not seeing I'm not trying to be negative, but I've seen a lot of disappointing things. So I, I, yeah. as far as me interrupting you and saying these people that are creating these social platforms for good, well, I would say the people who are actually volunteering <laughs> to put their product or talk about their good stuff on there had a good intention, but it led to mm-hmm. something to bad something because else. to something else because of the way it's being used and the creators that created it will tell you they knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And I think what breaks my heart, and that's why I said this the psychology has changed, is because kids are killing themselves and hanging themselves because, you know, they just have, I mean, there's always been bullying. There's been bullying since the day of time. I mean, since, bullying you know, and the, the subliminal, the subliminal. And the subliminal. And the subliminal, We're, exactly. And our psyche is being pounded on a daily basis with subliminal magazine messages, with uh, shows, with how you should look, how you should dress, like this is the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you hard. don't see any original things going on right now. No, it's it's really hard. I mean, then when when a person looks up to a random person who has you know 500k followers who are not even they don't even know one person, they probably put them in front of those people and they don't even know how to interact. But the fact that these kids are killing themselves because because of these platforms. I mean, like. There's no one to blame, really, in the sense that, of course, if these kids are a certain age, the parents should actually try to monitor. But then it's like, how? Because it is not only kids, actually grown ass people, not even kids only. Adults are acting fools. They're not. They're literally uh, they're not raising their children. They're actually just like, you know, on on social media all day instead of like actually tending to their children, posting bullshit you know, instead of tending to their children, like I literally asked myself all these parents when, I mean, in the times that I was on social media a lot, when I would see that green light all day, I'm like, damn, how the hell do they do this? I could barely multitask. I can't barely, I could barely do my job and focus on that alone and then do all this other stuff. I I don't know. Like I, I am a little bit sour about a lot of things nowadays and I'm very discouraged because yeah, huh? but it's, you're not the only one. You're not the only one, and this is why we have the podcast, because there's a lot of people that, especially that they they, they feel, um, they see it more and more, and as the, as the years go by and the time goes by, our brains start to open up and we start we start realizing certain things. And I guess, you know, they're starting to use this sad term, like, oh, are you woke? And it has nothing to do with that. It has the fact that you're realizing, like, Things are deeper. There's a deeper meaning for things and some things that are more valuable in your life. And if you're listening to this podcast and you feel like, you know, if you're, when people, if you're not on social media, if you were an addict like I was and you go on, you don't, you're not there as much. As not just like, you, hey, babe. You know, you were not an addict. Oh, I was totally an addict. I, everybody knew that I was an addict as far as because my job surrounded, my, not even my job, my consulting, my clients, everything surrounded that for the simple fact that I use it as a network platform. And also, you know, I wanted to share things. And then one day it just freaking a little light bulb went on. And I was like, now I get the meaning of why they say like something you don't need to share to the world. Like just keep certain things. Cause not everybody wants good for you. 
Like I never got that message. I never got it. I was just like, whatever. I'm, you know, I'm still a positive light, but I still was saying like, yeah, whatever. I can still do that. And now I'm, I'm very careful of what I put out or the information. If people want to know how I'm doing, if you know my phone number or you know my email, you can pick up the phone or email me or whatever, you know. Or you could just and come to, you know, our close friends can come to our house and share with us. And yeah, then that's where we yeah, would discuss absolutely. our private things, exactly. certain private things. Yeah. And, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Because not everybody in this world wants good for you. Not everybody wants the best for you. And sometimes keeping the, your closest friends and sharing those things with them in an intimate setting is like the best because that way you can share with them. We're not doing that anymore, you know. Like, um, right. you know, when people say to you, like, hey, I haven't, you know, oh, I haven't heard from you or whatever, like, uh, it's so funny. And I, we're not going to talk about it on the show, but in your, in, your, in your mind, I know you and I talked about this the other day, like, what the hell? You know my phone number. Like, call me. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when you and I talked about that. You were like, they're asking me all these 21 questions and flavors on social media. Like, why don't they just pick up the phone and call me? Or You know what I mean? Well, I actually. Anything. Well. Yeah, that was for the people who only communicate with me exactly. on social media. But I can't say, but I am at, but I'm at fault because my friends are listening to this and they're probably like, "Bitch, why don't you pick up your phone?" Because I do call you. So for those people, I'm I'm actually gonna. You don't count. It's not you. I'm no bad friend. I'm the one that doesn't always pick up no, the phone because bad. I'm not around it. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're, you don't count as far as what I'm saying, but I'm talking about for people that are listening to our podcast that feel that that way as well. Like, I have friends that are not really on social media. Like, um, you know, some of my friends you're going to see um, at the at the wedding, they're, you'll, you, they don't have an account, but, but I swear when we pick up the phone and we start talking, it's like if nothing ever happened. We might go three months without talking, but as soon as we took up the phone or if we send a message to each other, it's just like nothing ever happened. They never, they're never like, oh, I don't hear from you or why you're not on this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, you really love me. You want to talk to me? Like pick up the phone, like it's 1995 and let's have a conversation, you know? And I think that's why podcasts and listening to podcasts or even blogs, blogs are freaking awesome too, that people can actually write. Um, it's more of a, a dialogue rather than a little snippet of, this is my perfect life, which is not a perfect life. It's okay. Like you said, we need to be real. Like, why are we not posting like, damn, I'm having a hard day. Like, hey, I'm broke today. Like, why we don't do that? Because it's that sense, that psychology that I was talking about. And that part is the scariest part, which leads me to my next question. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I mean, babe? Like, it's, it's kind of um, good, bad, and, and what's that? The good, bad, and the ugly? That's what it yeah. is. To, are you there? Can you hang up? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, can you hear me? I guess. Yeah, I can hear you. So that lady wants. Because I was listening to, to you. Question. Oh, okay. Um, my next, the next question that leads to this is like, if we woke up, um, actually, wait, wait, I just scanned through it. Um, if you woke up tomorrow with no fear, what would you do? Um. Well, I don't, I would say a lot of things, but I'm trying to see what would I do if I woke up with no fear? I'm going to be real honest. Mm -hmm. I would, I'm almost like about to cry and I'm not dramatic. You know that I'm dramatic at home, but not in front of people. (laughs) Um, I would, no, not in front of people. I mean, in a different (laughs) way. 
I would actually let go of all the hurts. Um, I would, I would let go of all the hurts and all the layers that keep me protected that have been sheltering me and keeping me protected for so many years from my childhood. I would Mm -hmm. let go of that. So then I am able to, I would say loosen up more. I am able to pick up my phone a little bit easier and tell people how much I do care for them. They do know it, but actually verbally say it and show it more. People that know me, know me inside, Mm -hmm. but that's what I would do. Because um, I fear that's I I fear of my fear is letting go. Mm. So if I can wake up tomorrow with no fears, I would I would let go. I would I would let go of that fear of letting go, letting mm-hmm. go of everything and just being. Not that I'm not uh, that not that I'm never not being. It's just. Mm-hmm. For me to be able to just let go and stop being so defensive about everything and to stop being so like like protected over sorry I I heard yeah protective about Mm -hmm. certain things that don't need protection that actually need to be opened up like wounds that need to be ripped open and just allow like light and not even light just love to pour in so I can be free. And I'm sure a lot of people feel trapped emotionally. And it's Mm -hmm. not like I'm like, oh, my God, I'm depressed or anything. Everybody in this world goes to depression. I don't care what anybody says. Everywhere. Everyone. Everybody goes to depression. I mean, I think I go through depression once a day. (laughs) And then I get out of it. And then I come back in it. Oh, well, yeah, once a day, like in in snippets, like, you know, people think depression is like, oh, my God, I want to kill myself. Not that type of depression. Just you get little daunting. I'm being real. You want real, then you probably didn't expect this, but this is what, this is what everybody's hearing. And I, and I am not afraid to be real with people. When you catch me, you caught me in a moment and now, you uh, you know, you're probably shocked, but, and I'm really open with you, babe. But then at a lot of times, you know, I'm sure it's hard for you to knock inside my head and kind of see what I'm thinking. Cause I do you know, know that you probably want to open my brain up and see what I'm thinking a lot of the times. And mm-hmm. that, that is my answer. Letting go. If I didn't have, if, if I could just let go of everything and just relax mm-hmm. and not feel like I have to be in control of every freaking thing. Yeah, because that would be completely letting go then. No control. Yeah, completely. Just complete, just chilling. Just like I see certain people in my life where I'm like, damn, how the hell do they do that? I mean, shit, they're, I mean, it makes it easier for them to laugh. It makes it easier for them to let loose. It makes it easier for them to just sprout out and dance. And, you know, like it, I'm very, very reserved. And I'm very, Mm -hmm. very like uptight about a lot of things because I've always had to be the protector, you know, of my mother and of my siblings and of everything in my environment. So as you grow up, it's like a child that has been applied so many layers. You're trying to like, we talked about Benjamin Button, you're going backwards and you're stripping every layer off one by one. But then when you start taking off that layer, you get scared and you put it back on because it hurts too much to let some of that light mm-hmm. and love in because it hurts. 
And I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's, it's a re- it's, it feels like, you know, when you, you know, when something really good happens, like, you know, having, you know, you get news that you're having a baby or something really exciting happens that you cry. Mm-hmm. It's that good cry, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is what I'm sometimes afraid of because it actually hurts. Like the good hurt so much that the I'm just like cry, afraid. The good cry with the snot coming out and the, <laughs> and the double hit. Yeah, like that good cry. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're silly. See, this is what she does. She turns all this, all this seriousness <laughs> into a laugh. That's why I love her. Oh, that's bad. And that's bad. That's, that was my fear. Actually. No, it's not, fear. babe. No, it, no. What's your let fear? Me, let, me, let me tell you my fear. If I had to let go, the one fear that I would let go is that Sometimes to face things, I, I use laughter, comedy, and smiling, and then being crazy and jokey, whatever. I use it as a mechanism in my life for many different things. And I feel like sometimes that's... Well, you make it look good. I do. I really do. But, but there's, a, there's a spot inside of me that sometimes I don't want to use that. You want to like, just, just let go and know, cry. Well, yeah, that... Too, but also just say it how it is like if you know if someone says something to me and I like I change the subject and I make a joke or if I don't want to be in a confrontation because I don't like confrontation especially with like with um with como se dice, like uh with strangers like I don't like that you know I don't like anything. you don't like confrontations with even people you know that's just how it is but I mean yeah I don't you can't. but I might do it with yeah, and I do it with comedy. Like, I'll bring something. And it is okay, because that's my personality, but sometimes... My I brother's don't. the same way. Yeah. And those yeah. are the people that you actually have to worry about the most, you know, because those are the people that try to keep it together in another, like, in another form, like, with laughter and stuff. And so you really don't know mm-hmm. if they are... Because me, I would show you, because I'll, I'll cry or... You know, like, mm-hmm. I'll just be quiet, I'll get upset, I'll, I'll like, I'll pout, like, you know, I'll show. But someone who's constantly just showing straight lines of just one, like, like, you know, a heartbeat has a rhythm. It goes yeah. up, down, up, down. It's like some people have, like, these straight lines. And I guess everything is good in a moderation where you have a flow that kind of goes up and down, you know, like some kind of rhythm yeah. versus just, like, one thing all one. the time. Yeah. Yeah, because it will drive yourself crazy, you know, like it was just, I mean, I know I do it also, I think I've also done it because I feel like that's the way that I, that people like, when I can make them like not think about those sad moments, the bad moments, or like someone crying or doing something and I make a joke or I just come out of nowhere, like, and I see them get out of it, even for like two minutes, it makes me feel good because then I'm like, you see, in my brain, I'm calculating like it's not that serious. You see, at the end of the day, you can still laugh. But it really but isn't, like you said. Me. And But, yeah, but sometimes it is that serious, babe. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like, sometimes it's okay, like, let them have that moment. You know what I mean? Like, okay, sometimes we need that. Like, you know how people say um, when someone dies and they pass away, it's like the grieving, right? And it's like, if you don't really just stop. You can't grieve, skip the step. You can't, you can't skip the step. You can't. And so somebody comes in and like interrupt your grieving process and just making things look like glitter and sunshine blooms. You're going to be like, you're never going to get there. And then one day everything's going to hit you. And it wasn't nothing big. It was just that you have not grieved from that person for and it probably 20 years past. You, I mean, I don't know if you've heard of that. I, I heard it on a podcast the other day 
where this woman literally, she, she, she didn't grieve her mom. Her mom died when she was like 15. And then she didn't start grieving her mom until she was like in her 40s. I was Babe, like, you know, oh I'm not shocked. Because that's me. I'm very delayed sometimes too, so... Yeah, but that's over. I don't know how many years she's in forties, and she said the only the way that it it's um it's like it um like triggered her was her daughter's graduation, and for something out of nowhere, it's just out of nowhere. But she's just with depression, like nowhere. Yeah. And it was, and then when people asked her when she went to the psychologist and stuff, they were like, oh, they thought the way she was speaking, they thought they lost her mom like maybe a couple months ago. But we're talking about years, and then the psychologist told her. No, that happens. So that's what I mean by that. Like to myself or to people, like I use a kiki, ha ha ha. But sometimes it's okay to cry, but then it's not a weakness, you know, or, or it's okay to you know, like to let people do those things and not always be like, oh, whatever, girl, just, let's just talk about, oh, you know, like keep the moving. Like sometimes it's okay to be not a dirty downer because I don't want to say that, but sometimes it's okay to be like, yup, you, you messed up. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna even try to sugarcoat it right now because you sure messed up. Like I heard that's actually okay to do that sometimes instead of saying no, it's okay, you're fine. Maybe people don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. but everybody has a different way of you know. Everybody uh, has a way. Yeah. Everybody has their own mechanisms, their own ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like the the brain, you know, like the you know me with my childhood. You know, everybody has a freaking childhood. There's no sob stories. Everybody has a freaking story. Not one is better than the other. But I would say my memory, as far as my childhood, um, it's it's gone. Like literally, I only have mm-hmm. bits and pieces. But the brain, even if even as a child, if you don't know how to handle certain emotions, your brain will actually like shuffle that into a different compartment so it could protect mm-hmm. you um, in that moment. You know because it. And then maybe that's why these things happen to us, you know, as yeah. we age or as we go in time, these compartments start opening up mm-hmm. and we're just like, what nowhere. the hell is this out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. And you're just unraveling. Everything's unraveling before your eyes. It's like you're a cocoon uncoiled. Like everything is just, you're coming out and you're just like, you don't like what you see. It could be ugly. It could be pretty confusing i don't know and you have to deal with it you can't keep shoving it in that compartment that compartment is open it's already open from all the file overload that you have been putting Mm -hmm. in there and that's what i think happens you know everybody has their way of coping yep and then you overflow that cup so that leads me to my next my next uh we have two more questions left the next one is if you could write a note to your younger self what would you say in only three words I love you. At any age, I love you. Oh, oh. And three words. I love you. What? (laughs) I'm about to say a joke. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, we all have different ways. I get all soppy, and you just get all. You get all. I get soppy, and you get funny. There's nothing wrong with that. I was about to say you make me proud, but that was a joke. That was an inside joke. Um, no, I know, babe. Um, the one thing, the three words that I would say to, um, it's not really three words, I guess, but from a younger self, I would say, um, you are enough. I would say that. Yes, that's actually great. You are enough. Like, 
Don't try to be nobody else. Don't don't try to don't try to be friends with little groups of people that don't don't know you. They don't want to know you. They they you know don't try to make people like you. Like you know just I I would have to say that would be everything that I would say. You aren't enough because as a child we go through so much. And I know you and I spoke about this. Like I always say that you were the cool kid because nobody ever messed with you in school. You know like you knew how to defend yourself and you know you always took up. Uh, for other people. I wish I had that someone in my school that did that for me when I was a little girl, but that, that is important. Like you didn't have that aspect of it, but imagine if you did, you know what I mean? Like maybe you would, maybe a certain side of you, maybe that's why as an adult, you're so freaking strong because I'm strong, but defensive as well. Like that's where all the, but because no one, no one, no one could protect me either, though only myself. And remember, it was but a that's battle what I'm every saying. day. Nobody messed with you. Nobody messed with you. Like nobody had. They didn't even. They didn't even like take even one little thing to say something to you or try to fight you or jump you or talk about you in a way like people. Everybody loved you. You were like a cool kid. Like you were like a like popular kid. That's what I call you, the popular kid. You know. And I was Buck to Beaver. You know, with a soda on the side. I don't know. <laughs> no. They, no. Why? I, because they, you, you used to get bullied, right? Oh, my God. I used to be called Buckstoopies, Beaver, Possum Eyes, um, Big Head. Um, like, I don't know, because I told you, like, I didn't have the name brand. You are the most beautiful possum-eyed oh. creature <laughs> I have seen in my life. <laughs> 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 I love those possumites. They don't even know what they're missing. Well, now you're changing the subject. All right, go ahead. They know we're married. They know we're married. They know we do things. They know we do things, and I tell you, sweet nothing. Doing things as in being cute and romantic, not that stuff. We are past that little girl phase. We are grown and in love. <laughs> Okay, my last question to you would be, what would um, what would your perfect day look like from the beginning, from the beginning of the day all the way to the end? What would a perfect day look like? Yeah, what would your perfect day look like? Like in your my what would perfect a, in my world. Yeah, like perfect, what would be considered a perfect perfect day where you just say like, wow, today was perfect. Okay. It may it may not exist in this lifetime, but a perfect day. Well, in this lifetime, no, 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 you gotta be. Oh, because I was already gonna give you a perfect day. No, I was gonna go to like Pluto Pluto and Mars. No, Saturn, Mars. Tell me, what would it be in Earth with the aliens and the reptilians? (laughs) Well, no, I was gonna tell you a perfect day. Mm-hmm. So I have to be, I have to keep it a perfect day in this reality that we live in. Yes. That's what we're, we're yeah. What would, what would your perfect day look like from the minute you open your eyes all the way to when you go to sleep? Um, I would say a perfect day for me would be to see everybody that I love have a perfect day. And okay. I know it sounds crazy, but I've always even, even, even like I've had my friend Nikita. I'm sure she's going to listen to this. Like she's asked me, we asked each other one day, like, what is like your one wish or whatever? And of course it's like 
since I'm, I feel like I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm selfless. I would just say like, I always feel, I wish I can think about myself in certain things, but I always automatically think, damn, a perfect day would be like having my mom feel pain free. Um, having you like, you know, of course, like fulfill like whatever you wanted in that day or like, you know, um, sitting outside okay, and enjoying the yes, sun, I, planting, gardening. Okay, I got to interrupt you. I got to interrupt you. Yes. I okay. know that that would be your perfect day because that I know you like the back of my mind, but this is, this question is for you, babe. That's why I said, what would your perfect day? Yes. Are you, are you included or just me by myself? No, it can be with me, but what would it be in you, through your eyes that it reflects you? Like, I know you're very selfish, and this questioner was like, I don't know if I should answer, ask this, because I know that she's going to say for everybody else, but that's why I wanted to ask it to you no matter what, because this is about you, like, like you. What would Well, you, uh, it's going to be what pretty boring. Be okay. No, it's not. So, Just whatever it is. A perfect day would be for me, I would, you know, we would both get up. And, you know, we would make an amazing, healthy breakfast. Of course, me mm -hmm. with a big cup of caffeine and then you with whatever you want. You know, make us a nice, a nice breakfast that's grown, you know, from our, you know, things that we've hand grown in our greenhouse. Mm -hmm. okay. And, um, you know, sit outside under the nice, uh, the, like, I don't know, the best freaking tree ever or actually go down the street and go to the beach mm -hmm. and just be in nature with you and just share, like, you know, our deepest thoughts and dreams and, um, just, you know, I love quality time with you. So it doesn't matter. I could be in a freaking box, you know, as long as you're there, it's a perfect day, you know, but I would mm. say just anything that has to do that's refreshing, refreshing to the mind, no thoughts of work, you know, just thinking about just replenishing ourselves and, you know, our, ourselves, ourselves and ourselves. And just being in nature, baby, you know, that gardening, going to the beach, you know, just if, if it were in the non-realistic world, I would say, let's get on a rocket ship and, and go pick up all our friends and family and get the hell out of here and create our own world. Oh, and Betsy, we can't forget Betsy. She'd be like, hey, hola, ma, you ready? Get in the back, get in the back. You can only bring one maleta. This is spirit fucking shit. <laughs> Yes, I would totally get us all out of here. And I mean, of course, not even all out of here. I would just rewind everything to make everything like everybody get along, like peaceful, like no religions. No, see, I'm already starting to get off the subject. That would be it's a okay. World, like, no, it's okay. That that would be the and the utopia. But I I really wanted to know what would your perfect day look like. Which my perfect day would just be relaxing, like you know, just yeah. relaxing. Maybe maybe being. You know, maybe us being catered to, I don't necessarily want to be catered to by you because then I would be worrying about you, you know, like doing things and then I so, won't be perfect for me because I'll be worried. So but I feel like you, you, you got my, you already, you already knew what I was going to say then because that's exactly what, what are you I was going to say. I was going to say what? my perfect day looks like you and you and I like um, uh, relaxing adventure. It doesn't have to be craziness, but being catered to. Like like we wake up in the morning and like breakfast is served to us. Like because we're always doing right. we're always doing for you know for people like you and I. You know we're always doing for people, especially our family and stuff. We love them. That's why we do it. But <clears throat> like one day where we don't have to work. 
you know, one day where um, we don't, there's no computers around us. Like we are. Oh my God. Yeah. No computers. No computers, no computers, no, no phones, computers, nothing. No computers, no phones or nothing, um, <clears throat> except a little emergency line in case, you know, mom needs to call us or mommy and papi, you know, that's our... Well, we get, the our perfect day would include our parents, <laughs> too, and our friends and family, because I was actually yeah. going to bring all our friends, I, like, literally, I was going to bring all our friends and family into this, like, Jesus well, table I mean, type deal, yeah, where so we're all Jesus eating, table, mm-hmm, that's gonna they're be all going to fight. That's about it. That's, that's going to be yeah. the perfect day. <laughs> No, but I really want I them know. to be catered to something where we could be catered to completely and an experience. And so, yeah, our perfect day could be maybe like, you know, when we travel somewhere new that we both don't know and like we're learning, but we're having, we're just relaxing and just because, you know, you and I, we love to but you see, things. But you see what happened? Did you just what? see what happened? I literally did a perfect day on a budget. That is your fault. <laughs> you didn't say it was not. We were, <laughs> babe, so you should have said a perfect day. Because is there a budget or not? Because if there's not a budget, then shit, I am going to just go all out then. I didn't know we were not oh on a budget. I- it was just a See question, what happened? But- <laughs> you mess. Yes, on a budget. <laughs> well, not on a budget because then it would be perfect day. Then you don't have to worry about the budget. But yeah. Yeah, and I we wouldn't spend money on... Yeah, traveling, no, of course. But then I don't want to travel. I, I don't want to. I don't want to have a headache of going to airports. That's not a perfect day for me. I want to actually no, just be like. No, would be the day after. It would be the day after, maybe. Like it wouldn't be the. Oh, day so we travel. have two days for a perfect day. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that either. Or, no. See how you include rules after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you include rules because you get away with things more than I would. Um, you see this, guys? I tell her she always has rules. I'm just reading the questions, but all right, okay. Basically, all the questions for today. I I really appreciate you coming on my show, like for real, because I know this is hard for you for many reasons. But I want people to hear your perspective of things too, since you're the love of my life. You're in my life. People that don't know us are going to listen, but our friends and and family might listen to this too. So it'll be cool to for you guys to ask your spouses or your friends or your, you know, whoever, um, these questions, these are questions that are provoking thought, things that we might not know unless we ask in detail instead of having just a yes and no question. You know, in this age of endless connection, where I say that because we do need to talk like it's 1995, we don't realize, but we are more disconnected than ever. And most relationships don't even go far beyond the surface. And Lucy and I, when we started talking, like we were, we were friends. Writing love we letters. Friends house, read love letters, like back in the day, like back in the day. Like they didn't have no phones, you know. We had phones, but we still wrote to each other. Um, and, and this is just something, you know, that was natural with us, but in the world or in society today, maybe it's because we, you know, we hold ourselves back from something, which clearly we talked about today, or maybe it's because we no longer have the tools to like genuinely connect, which we talked about as well with social media and, you know, like, like face to face and via conversation. Some people get anxiety with that because they don't know how to interact, but they could probably do a whole thing, um, through behind computers, but in order to build a foundation for a relationship and in any foundation, you really need to create a meaningful connection. And this is what our podcast is all about today. And so this comes with you to truly connect with person who you love or friends and share. 
Until next time, you guys. Thank you. So oh, wait, wait. No, no, not next oh, time. What? Hello? What? Don't, no, no, no. Yeah. I don't think so. Hold on a second. <laughs> I know we're live and stuff, but I'm going to I'm gonna say something. Because you, oh, this yeah. is where I'm going to... Yeah. You always ask everyone on your show, but you didn't ask me today. I so I'm ask you. You didn't let me finish. You gotta let oh, me okay, okay. Okay, okay, sorry. I, I, okay. You gotta let me. So I was gonna say until next time. But before we finish, what is one thing <laughs> you would like to? Say? I have it in front of me, babe. You can come over here and see. I believe um, you. I'm gonna I'm go inside the house and see if you had it <laughs> ready. Because by the way, guys, I'm outside swinging because I can't even stand her looking at me because I get so nervous. So we have to do this like this. She's inside the house and I'm outside swinging on the swing. Oh my! Are you God. embarrassed? Am I embarrassing you? No, you're not embarrassing me. You never embarrass me, Chuchi. Okay, so I forgot. Let me go back to my my page. Lovely. What was I saying? So what? Oh my god. Okay. Whatever. This is this is why it's no. There's no editing. People know. So I was saying you need to create a meaningful connection, and this comes when you truly connect with the people, the people you love, the person that you want to connect with. Until next time. Uh, but before we leave, I want to ask you, my love, my Chuchi, what is um, one thing that you would like to share that like one thing you would like to tell people to keep doing or when days go by or everything that we spoke about today, you know, like what would be the perfect day or do they believe that life happens? I would or, like, like what's say, the one thing that you want to share? I don't have a www.com. As you guys know, we have our own business. I don't have like this thing where I can say, oh, guys, go check me out, man. You know, like I don't have none of that. But I do have, um, I can quote, I, I'm going to quote Frederick Douglass, which is important okay. to everyone in this world. It should be important. This is why we go through so many things. And if we were to actually listen to what Frederick Douglass was saying is, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And that's all I have to say. And to repair broken men. That's, that's, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men because we are living amongst so many broken men, including myself, because I am not being a hypocrite. And I feel like if we were to um, raise and, you know, build strong children at their peak, at their foundation, the world would not be so broken. Because what's happening is we're breaking children way before they could even build any foundation of their, their own. own. Their own foundation of their own, their own DNA, their own DNA. We're literally cracking it in half true. and calling it a day. And that's all mm -hmm. I have to say. Oh, and you rhyme, calling it a day. And that's all I have to say. Boom, oh, no, boom, I didn't even realize boom, that. Boom. Yeah, you did. Um, but that's, that's a good point. You're going to have to give that to me so I can actually put it in the on the bottom of the podcast for that. Um, I will after I uh, go inside and cook dinner. <laughs> she be cooking, y'all. She be cooking. Y'all don't know. She be cooking. She be cooking. Okay, so anyways, no. back to my show. You know what to talk here. You see, baby, it wasn't that bad. But anyways, if you guys definitely want to be on the show. No, I'm going to do another one later. It's not that bad. You are? Yeah, that's yeah I'll do one later. Good, good. So you see, this should encourage you that she's going to do one later. If you guys want to be on the show, please email us. And please, these questions, there's a whole bunch of other questions um, online. You, I think it's called Thought 
thought, a thought, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a part of the seven principles of making a marriage work that people ask these questions. There's a lot of, um, it's not just for marriage couples or people, boyfriend and girlfriend, it's just people in general. When you have friends coming over or you have a little party or whatever it is, um, Damn, where it's always good to share positive things that it's are going to encourage people to, yeah, to you know, embrace con- their family. Yeah, or just conversations that we don't usually talk on a daily basis and how we feel because we should be feeling the most comfortable around people that we love or <clears throat> that we're okay to, like, break down or just say, you know, how do you feel about this? Like, what do you think about that? Uh, it's just having more conversations. So that's the whole purpose of this podcast and the whole Dear God, Are We There Yet movement. As you listened to last week's podcast, we talked about what's coming with Dear God, Are We There Yet. Um, check out our website, Two Peas in a Pot of Carry. You can go to deargodarewetheryet.com. It will lead you to Two Peas. We have awesome things coming up in the fall, winter, um, products and stuff that Lucy and I, um, that she, Lucy's going to be definitely sharing about sustainability, uh, which we totally do. Yeah, when we grow your own greenhouse. Yeah, so we're going to be having some stuff of that um, in the future and for our friends and our family um, that are tuning in, share this again. Until next time, thank you. Love and light. And see you next week, everyone. Thank you, baby, for being on my show. Love you, Chuchi. You're welcome. I'll Welcome see you in two seconds. (laughs) I love you. Bye. (laughs) If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.